Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Packaged and shipped discreetly, it's the audience of one show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5 FM, streaming on IRLoneStar.com and available wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Andrew, broadcasting next to the man who hasn't eaten cereal in 20 years. It's Dick Special K. Schistler. It's a true story. It's true. It's so true. That and bubblegum, I don't get you. Both of those are some of the true delights of our time. Well, I, I definitely have noticed as I get older, my routine, especially when it comes to like the diet and everything, I I feel like if you're a serial person after you left your home, you know, after high school, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a serial person like forever. You but know, like, I, I never ate cereal in college. Never. You just don't stop, man. You keep going. You know, I believe our um, buddy John Skeels, who wrote our wonderful intro song, is also not a cereal eater, but he'll have to confirm. And he also did contact me and say, you know, when you had Petty Eddie on, you should have talked to him about the weird way he, that he eats pancakes from the inside out. Oh, that's if you right. Remember. Yeah. So odd. So yeah, we did not bring that up. Our apologies. But hey, I think a congratulations is in order today, bud. Yeah. It is episode number 50 for Oh, us. there we go. I don't that's know. That's right. Um, 50, as Molly Shannon would say. Well, congratulations say. to yeah, the listeners. Man. You guys are so lucky that we've been around for 50 episodes. It's coming up on one year anniversary. I can't wait to celebrate. Yeah. We're going to have to have do something special. I don't know what that might Hopefully be. Hopefully it's a calendar that involves cats that are pooping. <laughs> no one wants that to see a cat be, That would be great. Uh <laughs> I'm glad you got to see your calendar being that's, shown. That's right, in action. I got to see it, so um, I'm, I'm glad to know that you're getting some use out of and it. And then we are writing <laughs> the movies we watch on them. I did see some writing on it, and I was wondering what that was all about. Yeah, so whenever we watch something in the saloon, we're going to put it on there, so we just have a record that we watched it. Okay. Well, I'm so. glad to know that my uh, calendar is a... A formal record uh, for you and your movie-watching endeavors. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, folks, I hope you guys had a good weekend. January's off to a great start. Rock and roll and start. How's your dry January going? Oh, it's going really good. <laughs> uh, you, you noticed on Saturday that I was completely dry. You know, Sahara fell, Desert fell dry. right off the wagon, did you? Oh, nah. darn. <laughs> I didn't do dry January, so I didn't lose anything. That's right. Uh, That's right. I. You know, it's funny. I had... Southern Star Brewery in this morning, and they were talking about how dry January hurts their business. I was like, well, yeah, but do a lot of people. It's, I didn't know dry January was a thing. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is an actual thing or it's something that people like to talk about on social. But, I mean, yeah. like, even, I'm talking about last year. Oh, I don't know. It's been around for years. I, I don't I've heard about it for ever, years. The only oh, time yeah. I ever heard about it was actually after 
New Year's, my friends in Austin were like, yeah, we're going to do dry January this year. Oh, it's like, been going on forever. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I guess, like, what's what's the point I, of that? I guess it has caught on to a certain degree because I have heard that bar owners do see a dip in their sales in January. Yeah. And so well, there I thought, must be something to it. Well, I thought he was talking more. I'm of, trying to keep, uh, make up for it, bar owners, so you're yeah, welcome. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was talking more about people going to the gym and, like, trying to yeah, that happens live too. a better life, but... You know, I was I totally didn't even consider that. I was like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I want to do and you know, drink some beer. <laughs> that's right. I kind of picture a kid running through a sprinkler. I'm like, that's me rolling through dry January. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what's happening with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So we hung out this weekend. We had some good food, didn't we? We did. We had good food and uh, watched some some sports on TV. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's so funny. I had such a great time on Saturday. I forgot Sunday existed. And, that doesn't make sense. And when people were talking about the football <laughs> games, I was like, oh, there's football games on today. Like, I totally didn't even connect that. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that football games were on Saturday. I just I didn't put two and two together. It's like, oh, that's right. This is the time of year where games are on that's Saturday. because the Cowboys so. aren't in it. And there's yes, so many painful memes reminder. about, about the Cowboys. too many memes, uh, in my opinion. But I like uh, it. I, yeah. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happens when you're the most popular. You're also the most Hated, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I guess. Hey, man, I saw this sign in the airport the other day, and I wanted to bring it to to air. And it was the sign that said, stop human trafficking. Stop it. Yes, just stop, guys. And I thought at first, while this is certainly a worthwhile endeavor, right? Nobody wants to have human trafficking and all the negative side effects that that may uh, have. But then I got to thinking about it. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. That sure is a lot of pressure to put on me, man. Because, you know... Maybe not just me, but maybe another flyer in the airport. You look at that sign like, man, I'm, I'm just nervous about making a connecting flight right now. You know, maybe I'm nervous about flying, and now you're putting all this pressure on me to, to stop human trafficking, and they gave all these signs to look for. I thought, good God, man. Is it really Is it really to a problem where we have to have the average person, well, you I know, guess, I, And this is going to sound completely ignorant, but I don't, a lot know, of pressure, I don't know if you've ever seen those trafficking warnings at, like, uh, at hospitals and everything where it's like, take this sticker. And put this on like your paperwork if you're being trafficked. I have you no never, idea what you, you're talking you never about. Never seen any, anything like this. So it's like they have them at doctors' offices, like especially like OBGYNs <gasps> oh, and like other places. What a great idea! So though. it's like so you're you're not you're not verbally saying anything. Mm-hmm. But you just sort of take it. Like and that when way. you go to the ladies' restroom, there's like a thing you can take, and it's like I a wonder sign. what I wonder what the sign is. Is it like up down upside down pineapple or? Well, no, it's like a sticker. It's yeah, like a blue it, sticker. Just, oh, just like a blue dot? Yeah, and it's just like, just put it on your you paperwork. You know, this sounds like something you would do as a prank. You can go to the grab oh, one yeah. of these, start no. slapping these on people's no, backs. No, But what I always thought about, though, is especially people who Blink work... Blink your eyes twice. Blink your eyes well, twice. people who work at a hospital, like, and this is no slight against hospital workers. Yeah. You're great. But I always feel... We must like, have them. Essential, some might say. Yeah, but I always feel like with the people who I know, like, they're not paying attention for that kind of stuff. So when it does come up, Mm-hmm. I have a feeling everyone freezes because they're like, what, right. are, "What are we supposed to do?" She took, she took the blue dot sticker. Like, she took the blue dot sticker. Like, don't do look at do? her. Don't yeah, look at her. Don't like, look at her. What do we do? And um, but no, that's awesome though that that does yeah, exist. They have, they have other stuff like that. And I bet you there are success stories of people who have oh, been hundred percent, you know, rescued based off of their sticker. That's but, great, uh, man. That's great. Yeah, I'm sorry that the airport's telling you how to live your life <laughs> though. It's strange. I just looked at it and said, "Man, that's that's a." Uh, Again, a lot of pressure to put on somebody to try and stop. I mean, I, I, I read the sign. I, I guess it was on the way out of the bathroom. Kind of glanced at it. Uh, you know, I didn't come well, to memory. Is this in Houston? No, this was in Detroit, I think. Okay. I think, the Detroit airport. 
I don't know. I've been to a lot of them here lately. Yeah. So, hey, man, last week was awesome with uh, Petty Eddie in. Again, thank you, Eddie, for coming in. And we talked about this is the time of year for Girl Scout cookies. And I haven't yet seen the little girls outside of the store just yet, but I know it's coming. But to me, I, I always stop. I always buy cookies. I just love the little girls there, and I always like to talk to them. Oh, yeah, and, you know, make them do their little spiel. But what really annoys me about this whole thing are the more modern-day Girl Scout cookie parents who set up, like, an online shop, you well, know, or they sell them at their work or whatever. Yeah. And then afterwards, they start bragging about, like, how little Sasha sold 42 grand oh, of, yeah. of Thin Mints. It's like, no, Sasha didn't. Sasha needs to stand out there in the cold. And she needs to approach perfect yeah. strangers and put the work in. I that annoys the Well, hell that's where out of technology me. is going, man. Like yeah, I next But then don't you, brag that your daughter did it. She didn't do it. Come on, you set it up. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a team effort. That's what family is. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get so. I suppose. I mean, I, in the end, I mean, if, what I love about those, if you're in that, if you have that mindset, that means the whole the daughter's on everything. So you got to take the name down, you got to get the credit card, you got to get all that stuff. I'm not helping you at all. If you screw up these orders, it's on you. So you can imagine all the parents calling you, and you're like, your daughter screwed up. I'm like, that's not me. That's her. You want to call the the Department of Complaints or whatever? Here, I hand the phone to her. She's like, hello, Hi. hello. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, call GoDaddy for hosting the website that yeah. screwed up your your processing. I mean, I, 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 like it. I like it, though. Cause yeah, in I, the end, the Girl Scouts get uh, more money, so I guess they're benefiting from it if they, can, I, if they can move more boxes, well, right? I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I always thought the Girl Scouts were the answer to Boy Scouts. And growing up— <laughs> The answer to— Well, like— Oh, meaning that the Boy Scouts have been around longer, and the girls said, hey, we need something or to do, Or they might too. have been the same. But I meant more of like—so I know growing up, and I knew, like, my best friend was in the Boy Scouts. They have facilities— they had, you know, an infrastructure like that a, the money goes to. Yeah, I feel like but a sexist I, moment is about to come out of your no, mouth. No, but I'm thinking of I'm the prepared. Girl Scouts. I don't know, like, because the Boy Scouts of America used to have a huge building in Houston. Yeah. Where you could go. I think they had, like, a gym and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, what do the Girl Scouts have? Like, I never, I know they have the same setup as, like, the Cub Scouts, where it's, like, the Den Mother and sure. all that kind of stuff. But, like, what's that money going to? Is it going towards their badges or something? Like... I, do, it, I don't know. Would you like for me to do an investigative I would, report? I would love, well, get behind the scenes on the Girl Scouts? Well, because I remember when— Where is it, this? It, Why is this box 20 bucks? Well, several box of cookies several years ago, I would say at least like 10 years ago, the Boy Scouts had like a huge track of land right here mm -hmm. at the Loop 336 and 45 South. Mm -hmm. They sold it to developers to build houses. And I, was, and I remember my dad saying something about it, and I was like, so what does that mean for the Boy Scouts? Like they don't have a campground anymore? Like, were you, isn't that the whole idea of, like, you go on camping trips and stuff? Yeah. And now they don't have that. So I was like, so what's the point of being in Boy Scouts if you can't I go think, camping? I think what has happened, and I am talking out of a different orifice that is not my mouth at this moment, but I think that the population of Boy Scouts and the popular has dwindled well, quite got, a bit over the years. The, yeah, that's part of it. But, I mean, still, though, it's like— And so they can't afford ordinary—maybe they don't need all of the uh, fancy— camps that they had at their disposal i don't know just guessing well i want to ask those who are listeners that know anything about this is give me an answer about what the, what's the current state of the boy scouts and what's the current state of the girl scouts yeah our text line whatever that might be at the bottom of the screen call that or text that actually leave us yeah. a message tell us about the boy scouts and girl scouts yeah i don't really understand it and i wish i did but <laughs> I'm not really worried about it, especially now that it's like a mafia thing. So maybe I shouldn't even talk about it. <laughs> but 
Yeah, yeah, Girl Scout cookies are okay. They're fine. Yeah, they are okay, but again, you got to sell them the right way. All right, let's get into the show because we have got a lot to talk about. Maybe this first story is probably better suited uh, when we have the Beer Mile guys back on. But did you hear the story about the 52-year-old Chinese man who was... uh, running a marathon, and he ran it in three and a half hours, which is pretty darn impressive. However, he was disqualified. Now, you might be thinking, oh, this is one of those other stories that Andrew always brings up where someone gets in the car and cheats. No, 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 he was disqualified because he was chain-smoking the entire time. You're not allowed to smoke? I guess not. Now, my question is, we all know that this is not some sort of performance enhancer, if anything, right? How? I, I mean, what's in them cigarettes, right? Unbelievable. But apparently, this is not the first time he's done this. This is kind of his. This is kind of his shtick that he. And I've got a, the link in there if you want to uh, post a picture of him. You can see him just running along there with a lung dart, just hanging out of his mouth as he's competing in this. Oh, dude, this guy's it's ama- awesome. It is amazing, right? This guy's awesome. But it says the rule um, bans runners from smoking went into effect two years ago. So he he knew what he was doing, did it anyways, and they banned him. Yeah, man. And he's 52 years old. Three and a half hours is a pretty impressive feat uh, for a young guy, yeah. also for a 52 year And for smoking at the same time, I say let the guy rip on it, man. How crazy? Did you show the picture of yeah, him? Yeah, I showed him. That is awesome. Amazing. Maybe that could be the next event. I didn't think about that for the beer mile. It'd be the smoke mile. Yes, yes. Smoke this whole cig. You just got to rip through a pack. <laughs> and it's you. How how fast can you rip through a pack while running... Maybe a 5K? I don't know how long it ta- How long does it take to smoke a cigarette, Dick? I don't know. I don't... Oh, no, you get real defensive. I mean, I smoked a cigar. I wasn't smoking a cigarette. Yeah? So. That's an average of just over eight minutes a mile. Dude, that is pretty baller. All with a lung dart hanging out. Amazing. Dick, have you ever been in an RV while it was moving? Yeah? Yeah. And I, I don't know that I have, to be honest with you, but I, I would imagine that you probably forget that you're in an automobile, you know, for a minute, because it looks like, you know, your house. It's got a couch and a TV and a, a little potty in the back so you can do your business, and you yeah. probably forget that, you know, you're cruising around at 70 miles an oh, hour. Oh, it's, it's nuts, because I've driven one, and... Oh, yeah. That is always, like, I, the RVs are great when they're not moving, but when you're driving... And you like want to use the restroom? It's it's kind of like on an airplane where you're like you know you don't feel like you should be just walking around, right? right. And uh, yeah, I can I can totally get it. Yeah, well, the reason I bring this up because this story just broke from the the New York Post. It says former ESPN broadcaster was thrown from his RV on a busy high uh, California highway because he was walking around in his RV and his wife was driving, and apparently they were on. Uh, Freeway 14, uh, and he gets up to use the restroom, and his wife falls asleep, runs off the road, and he gets thrown through the window out onto the street and is lucky to be alive. He says, we were 10 minutes from home. I stood up to use the restroom, and at that moment, my wife dozed off. Ooh, Ooh, can you imagine that? They hit a concrete divider going 60 miles an hour, and he shoots through the front windshield. Can you believe that? They said there's da- dash cam footage. I'm going to try to Probably, find and it. of course, there were a lot of people there on the scene, and what's the first thing they do? Take pictures of them. Right, they got to get it out, put it on their gram. 
that's what people do these days. They, I'll, I'll give you a, a help and, and render aid here in a second. But first, I got to put this on my Facebook reel. Unbelievable. But the guy is really lucky to be alive. The road rash, of course, is absolutely horrible. And it's horrific, Whoa. man. Oh, dude. Here, I'm going to pull it up for people who are watching on YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, you've got actual footage. Oh, is this going to be? Is this going to get us? No, non monetized from YouTube or something. It's it's from Channel Five in California. Oh, so it must be fine. Is this the most? He's just laying like yeah. Here's like right there. Oh, 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 yes. There we see him for the people who are just on podcast. This video shows him literally flying out of the side. I guess he didn't go through the front windshield. I guess he went through the side because the front windshield looked intact, and he is tumbling head over heels. On the highway and does not look <laughs> like a, this is a good day for him. What a strange way to like live your day. Like, oh, we're almost home. Let me get. Let me use a restroom real quick. Ten minutes from the house. And, uh, what I want to know is, how did you not know your wife was going to fall asleep? Because I've been in situations where I've like we road trip with like sure. family members. And sure. Once you get start getting tired, you don't you don't say like, oh, we can make Especially it. Especially if there's another available driver, right? Yeah. Well, I was anticipating the the footage being at night. Because I thought, oh, she fell asleep. That's broad daylight. Yeah. But maybe they'd been driving for a long, long time. Oh, man. That's intense. It, it really is. It really, really is, man. So sometimes, Dick, when I'm looking at these stories, there are headlines that just scream, this is an audience of one headline. And really, all I want to do is read the headline. Dick, get this from WCCO Radio in Minneapolis. Man shoots himself in the leg while playing basketball at elementary school open house. <laughs> I read that and said, oh yes, thank you. The news gods are shining down upon thee. So I'm guessing this dude attended his child's open house, Yeah, looked out and saw a pickup game out, you know, going on on the courts and said, oh yeah, this is my time to dominate. Those are eight foot rims. I'm going to show these kids what it's all about. But just in case it gets a little out of control, I'm going to take my snub nose 38 Kimber with me. And he went out and played. Yeah, it was, it was unholstered, and he shot himself in the leg while playing basketball. Good God. <laughs> I mean, I it does amaze me how people with firearms don't understand. Because I, I, I still get ads. <clears throat> this is where you get scared with the AI and the people who put ads together for you, like Google and stuff. Sure, man. There was a... There was a period I was only getting like hidden holster gun holsters. Oh yeah. And it was just like getting slapped so everywhere you can pack like your on heat Instagram. Yeah, but it was like quick release, all this kind of stuff and I was like I don't I don't want that. Like why does it keep showing? I want slow release. Well, it's just like <laughs> No, I know. It was just mean. funny to me and then I always thought about people who cuz I know several people who carry firearms on them and it's like I don't see them ever doing this ever needing this the quick mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. kind of thing. and Well, you definitely, if you're going to need to get your gun out and unholstered quickly, you want it to release quickly. Yeah. So. Well, this one was unholstered, so I'm trying to visualize yeah. how this even worked. I don't know. You should have bought one. We'll have a show, our show holster. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, well, I, I don't carry. So do you carry? It's none of your business, man. Oh, okay. Well, We're on the air. I'm always carrying. So on the opposite side of the headline tells everything, this story, the funny part, is in the details. But yeah. first, I, I want to ask you the question. Why might a a person in a trial be deemed an unreliable witness? Because they can't see. Yeah. Maybe they're blind. Or maybe they're uh, they're too close to the defendant, right? They're their cousin, so you feel like you're not going to get a... Uh, an unbiased opinion. 
something like that. Well, there's a Florida man, this is from MSN, who is uh, accused, <coughs> it says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it's funny, maybe the headline is enough, a Florida man accused of a hot tub party murder once out of jail. He says that key witnesses were unreliable because they were drunk and high on ketamine and cocaine. Sounds like a pretty good hot tub party, Dick. Do you know anything about really cool hot tub parties? Yeah. Anybody ever been murdered I mean, in one of them? No. Uh, isn't that how uh, Matthew Perry passed away? Yes, and I believe he on was ketamine? on ketamine yeah. in a hot tub. Yeah, but he didn't kill anybody except for himself. Unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks, man. But I guess this is a pretty good defense if you think about it. He said he overheard one of the, the uh, witnesses say, man, I didn't really see it because like, I was really high. I guess it. I guess it could stand. I don't know. How could he possibly know what's going on? I'm sure this type of thing has happened before. I'm sure there's precedent, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I I, I think that's one of those strange things where it's in Florida and people are high. Yeah. Well, if you will allow me to read a few of the details, because, yes, that's a funny headline, but the details are what really got me giggling. So his name is Mark Anderson, and he's 45 years old. Uh, a probable cause affidavit viewed by the Sun Sentinel says Kamitz, who is the person who was killed, arrived at Anderson's timeshare apartment at the invitation of the suspect uh, and two other guests, Susan Schneider and Jack. Who cares? You know what? <laughs> Anyways, he said that they met up with the couple in Boca Raton nightclubs called The Funky Biscuit yeah. and Fat Cats. I like it. These are places that I've been. The Funky before. Biscuit and yeah. the Fat Cat? I Yes, he said prior to that night, they had met at a Grateful Dead cover band called Crazy Fingers. <laughs> That's what they called you in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, anyways, as I funky read this. Funky Biscuit is what they called me. Oh, Funky Biscuit? Yeah, Funky Biscuit. I was fat cat. <laughs> I mean, I. These sound like some really upstanding people. Though, I, I, mean, I love it. Uh, yeah, that, this is, like I said, this is the part that was the best here. <laughs> Dick, we had a, a story a few weeks ago about uh, a woman who had an unfortunate backside incident on a commercial airliner, if you do remember, where she was unable to make it to the restroom and um, yeah. strung poop everywhere. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, she might be a pioneer because from CNN.com, they are reporting that uh, is it Boeing, I believe, is um, experimenting with poop-powered jets. Yeah, that's always been a thing. Has it? Well, this story was dated yeah. like two days ago. So have you flown? Well, I know, I know they, they're talking about- Your truck's going to be a hybrid. Is that what they're talking about? I got to fill it up, guys. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be an awkward conversation? It's like, hey, guys, how are y'all feeling right now? Oh, why'd, you, why'd you take us over there to the Golden Corral? Because I got to get a good <laughs> I gotta get a good load for my truck. Can, can, can you imagine, though, you're on, the, uh, you're on the flight and the captain comes over? Uh, this is your- uh... Captain speaking, if you look outside to the right, you'll see the Grand Canyon. And uh, just uh, want to let you guys know we're running a little low on fuel. So if everybody could form a line to the right and uh, let it rip. <laughs> form a line to the right. The lavatory. Yeah. And uh, don't hold back, folks, because I mean, we need all we can get. I feel like that's from like a South Park kind of- humor <clears throat> i guess it does well it's it's aoo humor it says so far sewage has been an untapped resource when it comes to saf what's saf um, i don't know he <laughs> says um he thinks that poop is a missed opportunity quote there's loads of it uh-huh. it's everywhere in the world and that's not in really good use at the moment which makes it a very low valuable material he tells cnn 
So, you going to trust one of these poop-fired jets, or do you want your good old-fashioned, I guess it is technically a fossil fuel, well, not really fossil, it's biofuel, I, I mean, that's I, again, what I mean. It's one of those funny things where it's like, oh, all you got to do is just pop a squat and it makes the engine go. And I don't think it's going to be that simple, I bet there's a process to it. It's not like directly feed into the engine. But it'd be way cooler if it was, though, right? Because yeah, I think it's hilarious because the fact that the, I could see a world where the pilot goes, if you need to use Russian, please use it. Yeah. In fact, we would prefer this you use it right now. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, if you're going to be really, really, um, I guess, resourceful about it, you would make it sort of on demand right there from your passengers. And in theory, you really never would have to refuel. <laughs> I guess eventually you would if you run out of food. Because yeah. that's where it all starts, Dick. I don't know if you're aware of that. Is it? I don't know. But I like it. You know what alarmed me the most, speaking of poop, was uh, <laughs> we were we had these people in from the Parks and Recs Department, and then I didn't know there's... It makes sense for like wild or big parks mm-hmm. for the bathrooms to be compost bathrooms, but they had compost bathrooms here, and apparently they haven't been checked in a while, and it's like a, a total... It smells like a total... Uh, Compost. Compost, yes, yeah. as you would expect compost and to do. I, yeah. I, I honestly didn't know they would use those locally. I thought because, you know, you're in the city, they would always have running water somewhere. Because the compost ones make sense out in, like, you know, Big Bend and things like that where they're they're not going to have a water pipe going all the way out, you know, 100 miles into the, the park. So the compost poopers make sense. Have you ever seen one of those? Um, I guess I haven't seen it at scale. Right, I mean, I've seen it for. Well, I it's guess, not like an outhouse, like an old school outhouse. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, is that, no, they have now where it's like for it, campers and stuff. I think I've seen an individual one, but if we're talking on a large well, I mean, scale, it, yeah, I mean, I used to get ads for them all the time. I don't know why, <laughs> but the ones that you put underground, you ever seen those? Hold on, hold on. So I got to understand yeah. the uh, your, your browser history. You've got uh, concealed handgun uh, holsters and composting manure. Or not manure, but uh, waste Here, ads let me see, pointed yeah. at you. Let me see if I can find the ones I was getting, though. Because I've seen the ones that are, like, standalone, where, like, awesome. you literally, like, kind of when you go to the campgrounds, it's like a little box. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those? I'm pretty sure that I have. So the ones I'm talking about, though, are, like, ones that you actually have to dig underground. And they're they're extreme. And I'm like, why do I keep getting these things? Like, let's see if I can find What they look like is just little miniature um, septic tanks, above-ground septic tanks. Yeah. That, that's all it is. Well, they make different versions, I found out, because I was like, why do I keep getting this stuff? That's not the one I'm looking for. Let me Give me, give me like, two seconds. It's ridiculous, because it's, like, it's two floors. So if you live in an area— A two-story one, yeah, huh? Yeah, like— it, I hope—I'd like to live on the top floor of that, by the way. Yeah. Just going to say. <laughs> like, it, it was kind of wild to me that you, that's how you'd have to build it. Let's see. I thought this was— let me see if this is it. I want to f- really want you to see the one I found though, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, this is it. So I'm gonna pull it up for people so they can see it on the screen. I can't make the picture bigger, but as you can see, well, she looks very happy. As you can see, there's two toilets <laughs> and the room above, and somehow this lady's getting to the compost. Is that a room above, or is that just that's, like a is that just like a, a poop deck? Well, that's how it's designed. Is you can put the toilet up top mm-hmm. like that. And then you have pipes going through it. Oh, so this just looks like an indoor. I mean, I know it says comp- composting, but it's like an indoor. It's like a three thousand dollar septic tank. Yeah, just, just for poop though, no water. And I'd no be afraid shower. that thing would leak. 
How nasty. Oh, so you don't put fresh water? It's got to have some fresh water It has water its own system. It. It's its yeah. own system. And I'm really glad we're dissecting this. I know. It blew my mind because I kept getting it as an ad. And I go, why do I keep getting these as ads? Like, I'm not building a house. I'm not looking to go poop outside. It was so bizarre to me because it wasn't like normal composting toilets, which I can see, you know, like when you go deer hunting and go to the deer lease, you have it. Yeah. But this is like, I don't know, I, I don't know where you would build one of these unless you're a hardcore what do you want to call it, like, earth person, where, you're like, you use compost for everything. Hardcore earth person. Well, you know how some people do compost piles, but compost piles take dedication to maintain. So it's like, you're, you you got to be doing something almost every day turning it. And I Yeah, mean, you do. you got to be doing something every day, all right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've seen the compost pile where you throw out all the old... Uh, Banana peels yeah. and orange peels. And, and it's a, you don't just let it sit there. You yeah, to, you got to turn it with the leaves it. and stuff so that it gets real festery and warm yeah. and makes nice compost so when I you saw can put this, out on your mushroom farm. When I saw this, I was like, who on earth would buy this? Unless you're like, again, I'm, it's not like I'm a survivalist. Well, Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's for people who are off the grid, so to speak, yeah. right? And they don't have sewage run to their property, and this is probably a lot easier to do than to try and have sewage run to your uh, house or your property. Yeah. So, well, unfortunately, it says that the quantity of sewage is one thing that can't be scaled up. So like the, Yeah, so um, they're going to have to combine this still with aviation fuel, that it would only meet about 5% of demand... So no matter how much you try, buddy, you're just not you're just not pooping enough. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is pretty interesting. I think, but well, I, I don't I, know that it's one of those planes I'd like to get on. Though, can you imagine the chemtrails behind that thing? <laughs> would they Would they be a different color? I mean, what I what I immediately think of is somebody like Elon Musk, and or somebody out there who's like that kind of guy, yeah, or girl, or whatever, and it's just like you know, this is going to be the biggest answer to our our. What do you call it? A heating problem we have? What's it uh-huh. Global warming, global global change warming. Okay. or whatever. Well, but it would still emit. I know, I, but I'm just like, I just love the idea of people giving presentations about pooping. I ah, think that, yes. like, I would love that. I would just sit. I was like, is this guy still talking about pooping here? <laughs> He'd be giggling the entire I, time. I would. I, well, because like you think about yeah. as we estimate the amount of feces. <laughs> Well, you're there's not, Dick well, laughing. He said feces. He's, he's doing feces. it again. No, but like I remember listening to Elon Musk talk about batteries and how right you know, we can, if we had the proper technology for batteries, that you could power whole towns because you could store all the energy during the day. We can't even charge those and, things in the winter, and he wants to charge a whole town. Well, it was just weird to me. That and I was guy, like, and someone's someone's gonna be there and be like, look at what we could do. We could change our whole ecosystem if we just poop into this pipe. And that's that guy's, that poor guy's job. It's, that's called a pipe dream right there, yeah, sir. I mean, oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, man, it's about a good time to take a break. When we come back, a woman gives birth in a very unusual way. Is it in a septic tank? Stick around to find out. Hey there, listener. This is Dick with Audience of One with my buddy Andrew. I'm here, too. I want to remind you guys real quick that our show is basically a free show. It is. But we accept donations well, and sponsorships. It, but it must be really, really hard to sponsor or donate to the show, though. It's really easy. Uh, right. I if I put a link in every description of our videos where you can oh, download right then. Oh. It's really easy. And it's 100% legit. We are a 501c3 radio station. So if you want a tax deduction or anything like that, sponsor the show. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, and, and donate. Uh, that's how we keep the show free. 
and how we're able to buy cool stuff for the studio. Yeah, and, and besides that, the show's really good. That's true. And, uh, yeah. Alright, welcome back to Audience of One here on Lone Star Community Radio. If you didn't know, you can actually reach out to us whenever you want. Audience of One Show at gmail.com, 936-463-2322 is our call text line. Leave us a message at any time to participate on Audience of One. We're hanging out. This is the second part of the show. It is, I think, is this the last show for January? No, man. No, we have one more Wednesday. We've got one more. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, we do. It's the 31st. I got you a calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... How I'm, ironic. Uh, sorry about that. But, yeah. All right, we're back, and we we covered a lot. We talked about hot tubs. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And, and stuff like that. And Just a lot of odd stories out there, man, and our musings about it. Have you ever... Speaking of musings, is there something that will kind of key you off when you walk into a restaurant that something's just a little bit off? You know, it's something that maybe sets your alarm bells. Well, maybe this was a good question for Eddie. I don't know. But you might think, hmm. Or, on the flip side, you, well, go, you go, oh, yeah, this place is going to be great because the, of... The only... You know, actually, it happened today. Uh, <clears throat> you don't is, say. Well, because... So, I went over to TX Vintage. It's a newer place in downtown Conroe. I've never eaten mm-hmm. there. I've only been there for, like, social events, like uh, networking and stuff like that. Hey. So, I was like, I, you know what? I want to eat, and Andrew's taking forever to get here. So I'm going to go grab some food, and I haven't been there. So right when I walk in, I knew I was in trouble because no one was talking to me. There was only about, I would say, six or seven patrons there. And finally, when someone saw me at the bar, they come up to me, and they go, hey. And before I could say anything, they're like, we'll be right back. we got to go fix something. Oh, that's definitely not a good sign. And I'm sitting there going like, okay. And I was just like sitting there. And I, I sat there for a good I would say a good five, six minutes, mm-hmm. and then a different person comes up to me and is like, "Can we help you?" And I'm like, "Am I in a restaurant right, right. now? What are you doing here?" Yeah, like, are you expecting to get service? Oh, that, I'm telling you, that that was really bizarre. Yeah, I think to that's me. a that's a pretty good sign that things probably aren't off on the uh, right foot. Yeah, if you just can't get helped. Yeah, right. And no I one need was water really, in the menu, please. Yeah, it's like it was right. Like I walked right in the front. Everyone saw me walk in, and it's like, uh, do I not look like a person that orders food? And so I got a, and I got a burger there. I was just getting whatever. I tried out, and it was just weird to me. So to me, the one that kind of sets off alarm bells for me just slightly, are the freestyle soda machines. You know those. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, those are the ones where you can go up and start pushing buttons to make like all kinds of concoctions. Like when you're a little kid, you make the yeah. suicide. Yeah, man. I'm always wondering like if they're doing that to distract you from the crappy food. You know, it's like here's a cola, really? but you can I mean, put. They have that McDonald's. Sometimes. You can put. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My point. So you know, it's like here's a, here's a cola, but you can put orange and cherry and vanilla in it. And You're like, oh, great. And you don't realize how crappy your salad is. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm always a little suspect of the man. This they spent like thirty grand on this cola machine. I always thought it was. That's a. Bit I always strange. thought that machine was a special gift from Coke. A special gift from the from the gods. Well, I'm more from of Coke. Like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Like, they give it to a retailer as a gift? Like, here you go, Merry Christmas? No, I, I always imagine it being like, oh, hey, we sell this guy a lot of like a lot of Coke products. Mm-hmm. We need to test out these machines. Because I always thought those machines, the main purpose was it's all in one. 
Because I know like old school Coke machines, like especially like when I worked at Sonic, that the the Coke machine itself would look very small, but it required a lot of space. Yeah. In the back. Yeah, it's for all the water in the bags of so flavoring, right? I wonder like what's the advantage of using this this one little unit because at the old units, you know, everyone can kind of take their turns. Like, if you like Coke and you're on that side, I can still do Dr. Pepper over here. Mm-hmm. But now there's only one spout. One spout. That's right. So, Actually, I've seen it. I think I have seen the dual-headed but you know, I'm talking freestyle about, machine. Like, I wonder what, why only certain places have it and why other places do not. Exactly my and point. I imagine, like you said, it's expensive. But It is one of those things, though. I always thought it you... was like you got selected by Coke to have this new machine. <laughs> I don't know. When you walk in, though, it is very noticeable. You're like, oh, they got a freestyle. And it is one of those things, too, where the kids do get quite enamored with it. And, uh, you know, there's a long line. You're like, come on, kid. How many different types of, you know, orange flavoring are you going to put inside your diet Pepsi? Come on, man. Anyways, that's oh, that's no, usually. Is, no, it's an actual thing. What is an actual thing? Like they call it the freestyle. Yes. That's what... I had no you idea. You think I'm just making this crap up? They have an app. What? Oh, so you're like, wait, hold on. I'm finding a location with the freestyle. Oh, so the app lets you know where the locations yeah. are. I thought See, you could like order pre pre order and then like really scan your barcode and it would make your 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 vanilla frosty right there in front of you. Yeah. See, the, okay. Now I found out. Okay. So what it is? It's the packaging is paperboard shell that's recyclable. It lowers the carbon footprint, and it's made in the USA. <laughs> Yeah, this I, I knew there's a reason why they were trying to make something like this. Again, it's a red flag, everyone. Really? Yeah, in my opinion, anyways. I always think the red, like the biggest red flag, is the bathroom. Well, yeah, so when you first walk in, yeah, but I suppose you're right. If the bathroom's nasty, not a good sign either. Yeah. I always like my restaurant to have an old cigarette machine right in the front too. That's yeah. that's a good sign. That's when you know the steaks are going to be aged well. Food's going to have lots of flavor. If I can get me a pack of marlboro reds yeah <laughs> right there at the door that's my kind of place man anyways hey when you were a kid man did you like to like dig dig holes i think every little kid did right i guess <laughs> i i seem to remember this one time at a neighbor's house they had a tree that fell over and so there was a huge like recess in the ground and we put water in there maybe there was already water in it and mud and we just jumped in that thing and played and what's you know as an adult you look back on it you're thinking oh my god i never would get in that thing and and I think it was one of those, every moment a rite of passage for a child, especially here in the United States, you're digging a hole and an adult will say, you know, if you dig long enough, you can dig to China. And, you know, your little six-year-old brain is like, wow, is this possible? <laughs> but it there, is. It is. I suppose in theory it is. But you always like to see how deep of a hole you can dig, either whether it's at the beach or whatever, right, I suppose. Well, this story caught my eye because there was a man from Brazil, I believe, João Pimenta da Silva, 71, who I guess was enamored with digging holes and trying to find things in the hole. He dug a 130-foot hole in his kitchen because he was looking for hidden treasure. Why, Why else? Yeah. So think about this, though. 130 feet. That's... A long way down, Dick. That's that's further. I mean, you've got to have some sort of, you know, mechanism to lower yourself into this hole. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. They said he had like a, a plastic chair and some ropes that he was lowering himself down into. That is really, really wanting to find the gold, man. <laughs> and it's in his kitchen too. Which, if you go over to this guy's house and you see that hole, I mean, you got to know something's up. Hey, bud, no, 
what's going on? What are we doing over there? I mean, I think what's amazing about that is that you know he had encountered with his neighbors and stuff, and he this isn't like an Andy Dufresne thing where he's just using a little spoon and going down in a hole like you look I'm looking at the pictures of it. It is straight vertical, straight yeah. down, people. And it looks like he does have a system. Yeah, he's you got know? like a system like a little plastic chair and some pulleys or whatever to yeah. lower himself down, straight down. Well, unfortunately, he fell in that thing and died. <laughs> died in his own hole. I don't know. I mean, I just I did he slip it says that he slipped out of his little chair, so I think he was probably hoisting himself down, eek, 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 one little <laughs> wheel squeak at a time, lost his balance, and plunk, That's down pretty, he it went. It is pretty funny, though, if you think about like the- Did ever, you show the picture of the hole? Yeah, it I'm, is. I'm, I'm trying to. The website you gave it me is- It is curious. trash. It's the, day, uh, the Daily Mail for UK. It's it trash. is trash. It is a very impressively straight hole, because I have to admit that- um, Whenever you're digging a hole as a kid, it is hard to get those sides just right. And he didn't hit any rocks or anything. I mean, if he did, he was able to go right through it. But it's quite an elaborate system. He had right there in the floor, but you can see, like, the tile. But again, I mean, everyone has their own <laughs> hobbies. I get it. You know, I get it. I, yeah, I guess this is uh, this is his and hobby. He probably was doing a lot of meth at the same time. Yeah, or maybe he was looking for a place to put his poo. Maybe he's trying to bury... <laughs> It all comes back. I like it. It all comes back. That reminds me, there was a woman, um, she made news a couple weeks ago on TikTok. She was trying to dig some sort of tunnel under her uh, house for storm shelter. At least that's what she called it. And of course, she she um, puts the entire process on TikTok, and eventually people were getting concerned because it was quite a tunnel. Yeah. Uh, one, from all the construction noise, uh, but two... The fact that it's probably going to be unsafe for herself and their neighbors with this massive hole underneath their house, houses. Uh, yeah, but that made all the rounds last week. I don't know that I have a lot of the details on that one, but I don't know if you'd heard about it. No, uh, the only tunnel I heard recently was the uh, the one with the Jewish synagogue. Yeah, I heard about this. There was I, I don't know many details other than the footage of some Hasidic Jews coming out of the side of a building was quite a sight. Well, did you not see the Twitter thread? No. So there's a Twitter no. thread of a guy on Twitter going like, I think I hear people speaking Hebrew in my on my floor. Oh yeah, he he kept uh, he, he swore he, he's like I hear people speaking he, Yiddish underneath my floorboards. And he's tweeting that like this is before they discovered. I did hear the, about this. Yeah. yeah, he was tweeting that before. Like, Man, I swear there's people talking underneath my floorboards in Yiddish. Yeah, and that's crazy. I, see, that's where I was. I was thinking to myself, I was like, that is hilarious how you got justified of what you heard because there is a moment when you're like, okay, now nah, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is just something see, I'm hearing. I'm, I'm you called me weird a couple weeks ago because I thought perhaps maybe somebody might be living in my attic, but. You, there you, might you never, be. There might actually be. Would they ever find out what was the the true thing about that? About what? About the tunnel they were digging? Again, I heard a little bit about it. I think it has some... Man, I probably shouldn't even wade into these waters that I don't know. I think it had something to do with... I'm looking it up so there's an update. Because there, I, I, I think it was two different sects of the Jewish religion were... Were they warring or something? And they were building some sort of tunnel to get people in and out. I don't know. I, I don't have all of the facts on that. I didn't know we were going to bring that one up. I did hear about it, though. Well, we were talking about tunnels. I know, but I I, I don't know. Or Sorry holes. about that. Holes. Talk about holes. Yeah. 
Well, the next story is definitely about holes, but not quite in the same way that you might be thinking. When I'm looking at this one, I'm, I'm, there's, there was an update. Uh-huh. So they discovered it. Uh, there's a full vacant order made by the police. On the fly radio. And... Sit down, everyone. Now they're filling the tunnel, so that was quick. That's weird. Yeah, they came in and just poured cement in it, apparently. That's weird. How do they not know? That's weird. I don't know, man. They come running out of there like you, you pour uh, something into an ant hole, and all the ants come flying out. What is it? Uh, like melted, liquefied metal. I mean, I, you know what's funny is, like, especially in New York with everything being so close to each other, I can see some guy getting lazy, and it's like, oh, I don't want to walk all the way around to this thing. I'll <laughs> I just don't think it was that hole. simple. I think but there no, was I think something else to it. It but. sounded nefarious, though. They were talking about... Yeah, I, I'm going to have to look it up. Or maybe I'll put a link to it on our... So would that creep you out and like you're part of the synagogue and like, all right, Andrew's cool, we can tell him. And you're like, What tell me what, guys? And it's like we're gonna tell you about the tunnel. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like it's the like, different levels of uh uh the Tom Cruise religion. Was it Scientology? Scientology. Yeah. Like, all right, you've reached the uh the level where we tell you we tell you about the, the tunnels. I'm like, first off, why is there a tunnel? But where does it lead? Do I wanna know? That's the next level. Yeah. First is you should, you know about the the tunnel. Yeah. Second is you get to know where it goes. And yeah. then three is you get to use that potty at the end of that tunnel. Great. The composting toilet. That's right. So uh, we're going to continue on this theme of holes, apparently, but holes of a slightly different nature. From CNN Health, an Alabama woman with a rare condition of two uteruses <laughs> became pregnant in each uterus earlier this year and gave birth to twins last week a day apart. That's nice. How freaky is that man well you know what's even crazier about that is i imagine because she looks she looks nice and i imagine she's like oh I she's not single dick well I come wanted, on no i'm talking about like the idea like she wants to get pregnant and she sure. goes to the doctor and the doctor's like you got two fetuses or not fetus, you i think it? she probably knew from an early i think that's something that you know yeah but, but you I'm don't not, typically I'm, get pregnant in both of them but i'm saying then when yeah. she got pregnant they're like i don't know how to explain this to you but both of them have babies in it and we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's scary. I guess they could come out at the same time. Are they Are they twins? I guess they are still technically twins, right? I mean, because, oh, my God, I'm going to show my ignorance. If they're in two different uteri I don't know. in that two separate egg. But I guess you can, that would be paternal twins, not identical twins, I don't even know twins, how it right? works. We're probably thinking of it like it's not two separate homes. You know? I think it is. That's what a uterus is, bruh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And if you're that husband, are you feeling pretty good about yourself? I'm just glad my kids walk into work. Guess what I did, guys? Guess what I did? And it wasn't even that hard. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's an even bigger trick. Hey, like that? Yeah. You have a knack for falling into those last week and this week. So it wasn't that hard, but it still happened, huh? That's that's impressive in and of itself. No, I I think if you're a husband, two scoops, good, dude. (laughs) Oh, by the way, it was it was the texture of the taco that really did it for you. Yeah. And then you switched to uh, mushrooms, and I. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to last week's episode where Love Dick it. really detailed what uh, <clears throat> he li- he prefers in a taco. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> now I thought this was pretty interesting. First of all, I didn't know women could even have this condition, much less get pregnant in both of them at the same time. Congratulations, and we're I'm happy the babies are safe. Yeah, I think they were all. I mean, they were induced at 39 weeks. As far as I know, they are happy and healthy. But uh, baby A is named Roxy. Again, these and details baby B don't matter. Is named Hatcher. 
Hold on. You don't think Roxy and Hatcher is a, a detail of the story that we need to know? Nope. I think it's pointless. Oh, come on. I think it's all pointless. Well, do you need to know that Roxy was born vaginally and uh, the other baby was born by cesarean section? Cesarean section. That's how you say there, that, right? There can only be one. I would, yeah. Man, I would have been really mad to, to not be able to get them both out naturally. But dang it! Because if the first one would have been C-section, you would have assumed they could probably just go in and get them both at the same time. Yeah. Price of one. Price Two of for the one. price of one. But what do I know? We don't, I, I, think we're, I think we're in way uh, over nothing. our head on this, by the way. Next, I think I'm, next, I'm probably next. probably going to get next, some. Next. Some, uh, so, yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's move on to something that we. Oh, great. Next. That we do, do know um, a lot about. This is. Let's do clothing talk, Dick. Are uh, you ready for it, clothing yeah. talk? I'm a, I'm a stylish guy. We know. <laughs> okay. So have you ever put on a jacket or sweater? Say you got it for a gift. It usually seems like it's as a gift or maybe you're trying on in the, in the uh, changing room. I don't know. And you go to pull the zipper up, and you realize the zipper's on the wrong side. Or it's maybe not the wrong side, but it's not the side that you're used to. You know? This is a gift, and it's zipping fine. Okay, well, I'm just using that as an example. You go to put the jacket on, you're like, wait a minute, this zipper's on the opposite side of what I'm used to. Or these buttons are on the other side. Have you never incurred this in your life? No. Oh, my God. So this has happened a few times. It just happened to me over Christmas. I received a gift, a very nice sweater, I might add. But as I went to try it on, you know, and show it off and spin around in front of the Christmas tree so yeah. everybody could the see me. The buttons are on the left. This was a zipper, and the zipper was on the left-hand side. I'm expecting it to be on the right-hand side. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This is odd. And apparently there are, quote-unquote, rules that divided by gender— they're, your zipper is either on the right-hand side if you're a guy, left-hand side for a girl. Really? Yes. And you're not aware of this. No, I never even thought about it. So you huh. so you got a ladies' jacket? No, it's kind of they've loosened up the rules, and it might be slightly different in different areas. I think this was a European style. Oh. So maybe it came from overseas. But for the most part, especially here in the United States, they have sides. And I, so I decided to look it up. And since this website is acting up, I'm going to have to do yeah. it off the top of my head. Apparently, it goes back to um, women breastfeeding, yep, holding a child with their right arm, needing to be able to unzip fully with their left, thus they put buttons and zippers on their left side of their clothes. I thought that was pretty interesting, man. Okay. Did you know that the button was invented in the Middle Ages? <laughs> I hope. That's the only part I can get up on this website, so I'm doing this off the top of my yeah, my uh, head. But I, I thought that was pretty interesting, though. But the, but I would find it interesting if they actually followed that today. But it sounds like for the most part they still do. That's why I was still shocked. So you got a lady's jacket? I you know what? I think it's a lady's jacket. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I think it's not. It's just I think it's oh, only for it's your those clothing. crazy it's those crazy euros, man. I like it. Yeah. I wish they actually stuck with it. That would make a lot of sense. Well, what side is your zipper on right now? I bet you it's on the right, side. right hand side. Yeah, so that, I think that's the correct. I've probably gone back a, and forth. Is this a ladies' jacket? I don't know. No, I think that's the side it's supposed to be on, and then the left hand side for ladies, right hand side for men. Left side. Uh, I think I that's the case. Yeah. You know what though, Dick? Staying on this topic of clothing, I want to make an admission here to all the listeners. I did make a transition recently. Oh yeah. Yes. And it is clothing related. It's not the type of transition that gets Dick really excited. Yeah. He loves talking about that. No, no, no. I made the transition from being a 
backside wallet guy to front pocket wallet guy. Really? You have a wallet that small? I did this about two years. I don't think it has anything to do with the size. Um, the front pockets are generally just as big as your back pockets, right? I mean, maybe even... Uh, no, I, They're just different shaped. Yeah, I don't like it. Why would I... Because I always feel like anything that's in your front pocket, it's so much harder to get out. So, I was always pocket or a wallet in the back pocket guy so much so yeah. that over time my jeans would have the little square on my uh my rear yeah. end always that's just because that's the way it wears and i don't know why a couple of years ago i think i decided to switch it to the front maybe because i heard it's better for your back because if you have this big bulging wallet you know when it's so full of cash you know you kind of uh, start to get the wallet bulge and wallet bulge isn't good for your back and thus you sit sideways so I don't know if that's the real reason or not. I honestly can't remember why, but I tried it in my front pocket and I stuck with it. And now this is usually one of those things that people don't do, right? It's one of these, these things that if you're a back wallet guy or if you wear your watch on the left hand, you don't switch it to the right hand and vice versa, you're set for life. But I have made the transition. And I'm here to tell you folks, once you go to the front pocket, you don't yeah. go back. You I don't go back. It's also better people don't pickpocket you nearly as much. Nearly as much? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can still get pickpocketed, right? But uh, I don't it's really, better for I that? I never really thought about it. Well, you're thinking about it now, aren't you? And I, I, I think I don't care. I would like for you, this is, this is the AOO assignment of the week. I want you to put that wallet in the front pocket for the next week. No, I'm going to hate it, And too. next week, you come back and report to me about your experience. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I, I, I will say this, I got a new wallet for Christmas, and it is larger than my my old wallet, and uh, my old wallet, a bit childlike in the fact that it had Velcro on it, so every time I, I would open that. it up, it would go... I remember that. <laughs> kind of reminds me of when you're, you know, six years old getting your first wallet, but yeah. it was small and compact, and so it fit nicely in my front pocket. This new wallet, while very nice, is a bit on the large side, so uh, I don't think I'm going to move back to the backside pocket, but... It's making it a little tight in the front. Dick, have you heard of cyber kidnapping? I like it already. <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of weird. Um, cyber kidnapping basically involves what you would think it is. It's kidnapping over the internet, right? Okay. No one is actually physically abducted. Is it like your accounts get kidnapped? No, it's always, it's usually they're trying, it's some form of extortion. They're trying to get money from yeah. you. And they basically will threaten you with some sort of extortion scheme and blah, 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 blah. It's called cyber kidnapping. Um, it says, unlike traditional abductions, virtual kidnap kidnappers have not actually kidnapped anyone. Instead, through deceptions and threats, they coerce victims to, play, to pay a quick ransom before the scheme falls apart. I'm not entirely sure how that works. I guess it's one of these things where you better pay or else. You better pay or else. Or we're going to release these AI nudes of you. You better do yeah. it. I guess that's how it works. I don't know. Well, this is a really interesting take on this because um, here recently, uh, a man named Kai Zhang, he was reported missing in Utah in late December. Okay. And this is a bit of a twist on the traditional, traditional, if you can call it that, cyber um, uh, kidnapping, where they contact, and this is apparently kind of typical with foreign exchange students, of which he was, they contact both families. At the same time, they'll contact his family and they'll contact him and say, hey, there's some, they're in peril. And it keeps going to the point where they actually will force these people to sort of kidnap themselves. 
put themselves in a dark room, make them take pictures, make it look as though they're being kidnapped, and then they'll send those pictures to their family and vice versa. It's crazy, but this is like a new version of extortion and kidnapping. It is crazy, though, man. Really, really weird. I like it. Yeah, they demand a ransom from the family while telling students to isolate themselves and monitor them through a cell phone, including the use of FaceTime or Skype sessions, uh, blah, blah, blah. The victims are also convinced to take photos of themselves and make it appear as though they have been taken captive. This is the new way to make some cash for the station, man. <laughs> I can see it here. We're going to start posting see, pictures yeah, of you in a, in I get a dark... Phone, I get a phone call and like Andrew's in trouble. I'm like, okay. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't work with you. You'd be like, so? I mean, he's a tough guy. Did he fall in that hole in his kitchen? Yeah, he's a tough guy. Yeah. Quick, tell him to crawl out. I told that, him not to dig the hole. He gets to make fun of my composting toilet. Yeah, you do. I, onesies, full disclosure, we had an entire conversation about this composting toilet off air in the break. We are fascinated with it. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand it. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely, because it's definitely not for camping. No, no, it's it's for indoor use. It's for built like you're building a like a survivalist shack. Although it would be kind of funny if it was outdoors. <laughs> well, they make them they they make them where you can do it. Uh, yeah. But the ones I've been getting are like industrial ones where you have to do a piping system and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, it's so hardcore just for compost. But then again, I don't really know anything, so I'm not too too afraid. But the cyber kidnapping thing is funny to me. Just it be- is because I want those are the stories that like after a while you're like that can't be real. I know. It, it doesn't seem like it. And I've also heard where AI will take um, snippets of your voice and make it sound as if it's you talking. Oh, I believe it. And they'll play audio saying, Mom, I'm, I'm trapped somewhere, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, of course, the parents immediately go, oh, my gosh, and send cash to whomever. And it, you know. I'm still shocked. The first thing you need to do, though, is just text your child and say, are you okay? Call them. Are you okay? Because well, if like, they answer I, the phone and go, yeah, I'm fine. Then you hang up on the dude. Yeah, especially when you're doing things like meeting people from Facebook Marketplace or doing that kind of stuff. Like That still amazes me that no one takes the normal precautions about meeting strangers from the Internet. Say that again. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I scrolled down in the story. I thought you had, I thought I could let you alone for 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Continue. But no, I, I basically, I was just saying that people don't know how to protect themselves from meeting strangers on the Internet. They really don't, but funny that you say that. Quote, I want foreign exchange students to know that they can trust the police to protect them and to work with the police to ensure that safety of their family here and abroad. That's what police chief Casey Warren said. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still not entirely sure how this all works, though. I mean, I, I get it. I get the general idea. It's extortion. You're sending pictures. But to me, it just seems so kind of flimsy to me. I mean, I, you know what, Dick? I there, want my extortion to be good old-fashioned extortion. There's some stupid people where, out there. Where they're beating you up. Come on, man. Come on. We can't do this. Fair enough. Virtual. All right, here is the quick hit at the end of the show. Were you aware that Nicolas Cage at one time bought a dinosaur skull? Sounds like something he would do, yeah, right? Yeah, sounds like something. It was like he some would Mongolian do. dinosaur skull. Well, as it turns out, it was stolen. <laughs> and he had no idea. That's something he would do. Yeah, well, no, he didn't steal it. Well, I'm saying he'd buy something that was stolen. Yeah, he was crazy like that. Apparently, he did this back in 2007, and he bought it for $276,000. Doesn't seem like a real good use of resources, in my opinion. But I guess if you're Nicolas Cage, isn't he kind of known for being just out there yeah, and spending I money no on problem. whatever? It's his money. Yeah, I don't know that I would spend it on a Mongolian dinosaur skull. Although, you know what? No, I would, now that I think about it. That is pretty dope. 
I, hey, I, come here and check out my Mongolian dinosaur skull and this 135-foot hole in my kitchen. Yeah. Look what I found. <laughs> Look what I found. Ladies, form line to the left. Yeah. <laughs> For the composting toilet room. Yeah, but apparently there was some right. There was some sort of uh, um, lawsuit. Obviously, it did not specify that Cage was the owner, but Cage's publicist came out and said, "Yeah, man, he bought that skull back in 2007." Yeah, always, Thanks I, a lot, publicist. Yeah, jeez. Uh, is there like a law where you can't have human skulls? I hope that, not. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a law. <laughs> like, you no, I think you're right. No, I don't think you can have human skulls or human remains, not without unless, a license. Yeah, something like that. And guys, how do you bones. get that license though? Become a doctor? Oh, oh God! I hope not. If that's all it takes, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, but dinosaurs, I imagine, are the same way. It's like we have to have proper documentation, and what, I would, I what, would imagine because I always feel like celebrities get conned into a lot of stuff that we don't hear about because you know they have money, and like imagine some drug dealer going like, "Hey man, you've been buying ketamine for me for ten years. If I got something that might interest you, you're like what? I got a T Rex skull." What? Yeah, man, $300,000, all yours. It can be here by Tuesday. Well, apparently it was very highly sought after because he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for the skull. Okay, so this is actually at an auction. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I don't think he knew it was illegal, Um, obviously. He bought it legally. It's like Mike Tyson getting a tiger. Yeah, did he really, though? Yeah, he really got a tiger. Oh, he's just leaving up to the, the bit now from the movie, right? No, that was a real thing. Okay, so they made that movie... After he had the tiger. That because was, he had the, the Yeah, tiger. there's a great picture. Scene, Look up say. Mike Tyson Tiger, and mm-hmm. you'll see like one of those famous f- photographs when he's like right in his like beginning of his prime, like right at the beginning of his career. Is this pre-face tattoo or after-face pre. tattoo? pre-face tattoo. Okay, was this before he smoked 10 joints a day or after? After. Okay. But yeah, he like <laughs> he talked about how, pre-face tattoo how shady it after was. After weed, all right. How shady it was to get the tiger. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I can't believe you've never seen him with the tiger. Here, oh, no, I have. I just, I, I didn't know if that was a bit or just something no, he posed right, with. Right there. Oh, no, this is, he's in his prime there. Yeah, I'm saying like, I, this I, is you, legit. You think he thinks he could kick that, that tiger's ass? I, I mean, mean I could see him thinking it, but I think anyone, I mean, he, it's just funny. Remember, we talked about humans and what animals they thought they could beat up in a fight. There I bet go. Mike Tyson is at the top of this list of animals he thinks he can beat up, including that tiger. But yeah, I like it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Like Anyways, it. man, that's all we have got time for this week, guys. We were back to our normal idiocy yeah. here, and it felt good. Felt good to do the show, man. Yeah, it was good to see you, and we'll see you every Wednesday at 10 a.m. here at Lone Star Community Radio. Remember to like, share, and follow the show, everyone. Until next week, bye-bye. <laughs>